Good afternoon, soccer fans. Cougar Nation, welcome to Facebook Live with BYU Women's Soccer Head Coach Jennifer Rockwood. I'm Greg Rubel with the coach. Coach, another one-game week and a one-to-know week, which is awesome. We'll talk about it in a second. First of all, you need to know that we are on Facebook Live Mondays at 4.30 unless it's Tuesdays. Or sometimes Wednesday, sometimes but usually Wednesdays. Monday. Most of the time Monday. Most of the time Monday at 4.30, so here we are. Uh, we'll be getting to your questions later in the show. You get them to us on Instagram, on the Twitter, and on the Facebook itself. And that's how you reach Coach Rockwood for her third segment questions. If you make it on the air with questions, you get free soccer swag. That's how we roll. So we'll get to that later. Segment two, we have players. And Jen will tell us who they're going to be in a bit as well. But let's get right to the uh, <laughs> issue at hand, which is BYU improving to 13-2-1 on the season with a 2-1 win at San Diego last Friday. And Jen, it was a one-game week for you. Mm -hmm. You like those better than the three-game weeks? I think so, yes. Yeah? yeah, it was nice just to have a week to prepare for one game. thought we did a great job of it the week before when we just had Portland. And then this week, just uh, focusing on San Diego. Uh, it was a beautiful day in San Diego, and it's always nice to visit that place. And I thought the team played well. We got a great result, and, and now we're moving on to two games this week. BYU keeping the pressure on league leader Pepperdine, which uh, did win a couple games over the weekend. We'll talk mm -hmm. league standings here in a bit. But uh, BYU, again, doing all it can right now just to, again, keep the heat on the waves, and hopefully they slip up somewhere down the stretch here. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not fully in our control, um, but uh, I think we're playing great soccer right now. We ultimately uh, want to make sure we go out and take care of business during these next three games, give ourselves an opportunity to win another conference championship. Obviously, we'll need a little bit of help. Pepperdine has had a great season so far, um, and uh, we need them to slip up a little bit um, and then us to win out. So um, we'll do what we can do, not worry too much about what the other other teams are doing, but just continue to get better with each game and, and get ourselves ready for the uh, NCAA tournament. Now, it's important It's important to be a conference title contender, which you mm -hmm. guys are, uh, and it's important to win titles, which you guys have done the last four years, right. but uh, the RPI still sits high, mm -hmm. and the polls out today, the two polls out today have BYU third and fifth, and so even though you're not at the top of the league right now, mm -hmm. uh, you are still nationally putting up numbers that get you the respect that you'll need come postseason. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we've played a very competitive schedule and have got great results, you know, 13 two and one looking back uh, you know before we started the season and seeing the teams that we were playing and so many of those tough opponents on the road um, the girls have just done an amazing job um, we're sitting right where I think we should be right now um, you know yeah our, our main goal is to win a conference championship but uh, you know it's kind of in our hands kind of not mm -hmm. and we'll just do everything we can to get ourselves ready to go but I think you know this group has a, a lot of goals uh, uh, beyond that they want to do you know something special in the NCAA tournament and that's that's kind of been our focus this year and I think we've gotten a lot better with each game and, and that's all you can really hope for at this point and we're continue focusing this week on some things that we I, I saw, saw some improvement on the last two games and so you know we just want to keep scoring goals and keep the ball out of the back of our net. Two more games this week they're both on the road so after this weekend mm -hmm. you'll have played 10 away matches mm -hmm. already you've played eight and you're seven and one mm -hmm. in those away games. Yeah, I mean, uh, going to St. Mary's, that's a tough place to play. Um, you know, I think, I don't remember if it was the last time we played there or two times ago. Last time um, you played, you so played through a double overtime draw. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we played well, and we I think we had 30-plus shots, and we had shots. some good looks, yeah. and it didn't fall for us. And, and uh, you know, that's soccer, so you can't take that for granted. We're going to have to go there and play the style that we're playing, which is a very aggressive attacking style, very high-pressure defensive style. You know, St. Mary's just got a great result against Portland yeah. at their place. So that's a huge win for them and so I mean I think at this point they've got nothing to lose and everything to gain and so I think we'll get a, a, a really good match against them and then going into Pacific same thing uh, they won uh, they beat Gonzaga uh, this weekend and so you know we've got to make sure that we stay on track and focus on the things that we have control over. 
Well, the most recent away game was a win. It was Friday in San Diego. Let's take a look at how that match had transpired. The BYU, a 2-1 winner. And you guys get off to get that early start that uh, really yeah. puts you in good shape. I mean, Michelle Murphy, she's just playing so well right now. And that early goal, she had an early goal in Portland, too. And it just really sets the tone. And we got off to a great start, moved the ball really well. Probably should have had another goal or two uh, in, that, in the first half. Uh, but, again, just Murphy doing what she does so well. And that's getting herself a, in front of the goal. And I think she's at 10 goals right now, 9 assists. Um, nice ball from Maddie. A great ball from Maddie. Maddie's coming off the bench uh, with Ashley being out and has done a great job. Now you're nursing a 1-0 lead late. You really want that second. Yeah, we do. I mean, we our, our goal is to always score two goals. Um, uh, we want to protect a lead when we can, but at the same time, the girls have a green light. Lizzie just makes a fantastic move. Great we cut. played her up top. Um, you know, I think she saw Nadia do that the week before. <laughs> and again, in the box, green light, we're trying to stress the importance of be a shooter first, passer second. Her first goal of her BYU career, really excited for Lizzie. She's worked really hard. And um, there's been a little frustrated over the season because she hasn't been scoring goals like she's used to. So hopefully that kind of breaks the ice and uh, she's got a lot more in her head. Yeah, first career goal, first career points for the freshman. And so nice to have the rookies contribute like they have. But mm -hmm. you've been starting Danica all year at center back. And yep. then Lizzie. And Alyssa. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Alyssa's been playing well. Redshirt freshman yeah. at the outside back, a fellow starter there. And then Lizzie, uh, you know, like you said, a little frustrated maybe perhaps early in the season. Right. But she comes on and it's so nice to find a new goal scorer this late in the year. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you just never know when it's going to come. But we, we've talked so much about uh, our people coming off the bench that can make a huge impact. Uh, you know, even if they just get a few minutes, Lizzie hasn't played a lot of forward for us, but we had confidence in her, put her up top, and she made a great move and put it away like we know she can. Okay, I want to run some numbers uh, past Coach and, and, and y'all. Uh, these are updated NCAA stats as of today. Uh, BYU nationally, fourth in assists per game, fifth in points per game, 16th in save percentage, 10th uh, in goals per game, then in total assists, total goals, and total points, 5th, 17th, 11th, all top 25 there. Individually, uh, these are some individual numbers of note. Uh, in assists per game, Murph is fourth and Nadia is seventh, two players in the top 10 in assists per game. Mm -hmm. Goals against average, Hannah is 16th. Goals per game, Ash number one. Points per game, Ash number two. Michelle's 14th in that category. Hannah 25th in save percentage. And then total assists, total goals, total points. You've got Nadia and Michelle sixth respectively. Ash second. And then Ash and Michelle third and 22nd in the points category. So these are all top 25s. In the most cool. important, yeah. most important categories there are going to be in soccer: yeah. your goals, your assists, your points, and then your goals against. And there you are. For sure, that's that's outstanding. I think we take a lot of pride in the attacking stuff. It's something we addressed at the end of last season. We just we really weren't anywhere to be found on the attacking side of those stats, and yep. we just felt that. Um, you know, to move past uh, what, where we've been and what we've done before, we just have to score more goals. And uh, the girls have worked really hard, you know, since our season. That has been a premier, uh, a premier focus for our club uh, to work on assists. Uh, we talked about it today at practice, finding opportunities uh, to give our attacking players passes that lead to shots. We've worked so much on our finishing, and it's paid off with more goals, more assists. You know, um, Ashley's leading those stats, didn't even get two games mm -hmm. in, uh, and Michelle has just, you know, been consistent all year. She just has really led uh, our team in the attack. Um, and so many of the goals, even if she's not scoring or making assists, a lot of them lead from her foot at some point. Um, you know, maybe it's three or four touches ahead of the goal. Uh, she's important. Nadia scored some big goals and obviously some great assists, and I think there's even more in them. So we get Elena going, and you do. You just, I just feel like we have so many different people who can 
and score, um, that it's hard for our opponents to kind of focus in on one person. We'll talk about Ash being back in the side a little later on in the show. Uh, but career notes, uh, these are great numbers too. Uh, for BYU career totals, uh, Ash is fourth in career goals, and Murph is now 12th in career goals after this past week. And then in career assists, uh, Murph's up there at tied for sixth. Uh, Nadi is in the top 20 as well, and so these players are figuring uh, in, in the career numbers as well here at BYU. All right, let's, uh, as we take a break, uh, preview our next segment. We've got a couple of players mm -hmm. here sitting over to our right. Who do we have with us today? We've got some great experienced players that are a huge part of our team and have been uh, great contributors over the years since they've been here. We've got Britt and Miranda. Um, off the top of my head, I always forget their married names, so I'll let them talk about that. I can't keep track of all these married names. For the it's record, Britton Dearden Steiner and <laughs> Steiner. Miranda Bailey Topham. Do yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. I just can't remember all That's that stuff. Here. I know, yeah. you helped me out with that. But, uh, you know, they've done a great job. Um, Britt's played a little bit of everywhere for us over her career, and so has Miranda. They're both very versatile players, and right now um, they're both playing in the midfield mm -hmm. for us and gave us some very important minutes in these last couple games. All right, we'll talk with uh, Britt and Miranda coming up. Up next, it's our player guest segment. It is right around the corner. We'll give Jen a break. She'll come back for segment three. We'll take your questions that came to us on social media. That's a little later on. But the players are next. This is Facebook Live with BYU Women's Soccer. And we are back right after this. Welcome back to BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. I'm Greg Rubel. And on the show of your week, we save our second segment for a couple of BYU players that join us. And these are newcomers on the show. So... I would ask our studio audience to welcome them, but it's really just Brandon on the camera and Jen over here <laughs> and, and our fine social media contributor over here. We have three of us, um, and Jen has applauded to welcome Miranda Bailey Topham to my far right and Britton Dearden Steiner to my near right. Thanks for coming on, you two. Thanks for having us. And I can't quite believe that uh, this is the end of the road for you, Miranda. We're getting, we're getting to the final games of your BYU career. Just how sad does that make you? It's really sad. I didn't realize it until, like, you go to practice and you're like, wow, this is almost, you know, getting towards the end. So it's been awesome, though, and I've loved every minute of it. So, I mean, it's got to come to an end at some point, but it's been a good one, and we're doing so well this year that it makes it a little better. Do you remember being a freshman on this team? I do. I, I feel like it was so long ago, but yet not that long ago. Um, yeah, it's... It's been a while. <laughs> and uh, and Britt, you're a junior, mm -hmm. so you've still got some time to play. Um, when you came into the program, uh, how did you look at players like Miranda in terms of somebody helping you acclimate and get to where you need to be as a Division One player? Yeah, well, everyone on the team is so great because you come in and everyone takes you under their wing. And I remember Miranda especially. She's so nice and just fun to be around, just a really happy person. So it's just a great team atmosphere to, to come into. How well did you guys get to know each other as teammates over the years? Pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty decently? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're with each other so much on and off the road that... Get to know each other. Yeah, well. not you're forced to get to know mm -hmm. each other well. <laughs> Everyone's talked about how this team, you know, you want to you want to feel that every team is special and there's great chemistry and these kinds of things. But it, it's you get the sense that this uh, is a special group. Uh, would you guys both you know concur with that? And what, what makes this a special team from a chemistry and get along standpoint? Yeah, I think everyone just gets along so well. Um, we're friends on and off the field. Like, you're really competitive at practice, but then you step off the field and you're best friends. And I know a lot of people may say that, but I think for our team it's really true. Um, everyone is super close, I think, and just a really good team atmosphere, and it's really great. Miranda? Yeah, definitely. I think I've, you know, being on the team, this is my fifth year, I've been through a lot of different teams, and this dynamic of our team is um, different than all of the other years. And just the fact that we... 
I feel like we are rooting for each other and there is that sense of, I want you to do well, I'm gonna compete with you, but at the end of the day, like I'm cheering for you. And so I think that's what makes our team so special and successful. One of the interesting elements about this year's dynamic is uh, you among others added uh, surnames. Uh, in the off season, uh, you became a Steiner and you became a Topham, and yep. I think the total is maybe nine married girls on the team right now. How does having that many married girls on a group affect the group if it does at all? Um, I don't know. I think like everyone is just so close, and it's it's fun to joke around with the married girls. But you're just as close with the girls who are single, I guess, or not married, as you are with the girls who are married. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it definitely is an interesting dynamic. Um, my friends at home think it's kind of funny, like girls who play at other schools are like, wow, you have nine married girls? Like they think it's so crazy, but it's great. Like everyone's friends and everyone, like regardless if you're married or not, just is, yeah. is friends. It is kind of a rarity though in the soccer world to play college teams with that many girls that have already kind of moved on to a different phase of their life in a way, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, it's, it's different, but I mean, I think it works. And I mean, I know all of our husbands know each other, know the team, so it's like, I mean, my husband rode home on the bus with us from San Diego. <laughs> I didn't notice that, actually. Uh, that got past me. Uh, so I've always thought of you as a midfielder, and I've always kind of thought of you as a defender, but there you were, uh, playing some mid uh, Friday at San Diego, yes? Mm -hmm. And Coach talked about playing you there some. Uh, maybe talk about your career progression that way, where you've played historically, and maybe what position, how each position fits you maybe. Yeah, so I actually came in as a midfielder originally. I played that all growing up and then my freshman year I came in and we needed an outside back so I kind of transitioned to that and I think being playing in the midfield kind of allows you to be able to play other positions just because you kind of get the offense, the defense and just the positioning. So mm -hmm. when you kind of move to another position it doesn't feel too different. Um, so yeah, it's been great. I mean, I've, I've loved playing in the midfield growing up. I've loved outside back and it feels great to be back in the midfield again. How about you, Britt? Where did you play historically before BYU? Um, so before BYU, I played a lot of outside back for club. I played a little bit of midfield in high school, but mainly defense before coming to BYU. And here at BYU, pretty much mid, right? Yeah, I, my freshman year I played outside back and then um, the spring of my freshman year they moved me to midfield. So. Okay. Happy there? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like it. Okay. Uh, this team is uh, so highly ranked. Again, top five right now. The RPI is really high. Uh, Coach said it. You want a conference championship. That, that's a driver. But whether or not that happens, you need a little bit of help. Uh, you're still playing for bigger goals. Um, tell us about the drive for postseason advancement and how far you think you guys can go. Well, I think everyone, um, it's always been a goal like to get to the College Cup, to get to the Final Four, and that's something that we're really pushing this year and that everyone has our sights on. And um, when we were doing uh, fitness in the summer, sometimes we have really tough workouts, but everyone was like, it's for the Final Four, this is for, for College Cup. So I think that from the beginning has really been our end, our end goal. Miranda? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, we've won four conference championships now, and it's awesome to win them. And it's um, where we play difficult teams, and it's a great um, – accomplishment but at the end of the day we want to we want to go all the way and we think that we have the talent and the um, caliber of people to do that so while a conference championship definitely is in our sight and something we're working for it's not our end goal and um, it's just kind of a stepping stone in the long, the big picture the big yeah. picture all right you guys were both you guys both get to Rio Tinto last Wednesday yes you guys are both in the stands last Wednesday is Team USA took on Switzerland and uh, your buddy, your teammate, ends up playing for the red, white, and blue all of a sudden. She's out there on the pitch. Uh, I was watching it. I was in a restaurant in Boise, 
uh, getting ready for the football game the next day, and I had my phone out at my little booth there watching the game on my phone when, uh, when she got introduced. And I could tell, even on my little iPhone there, that it was a pretty rousing ovation. You guys were part of it. Get, bring us back to last Wednesday and how cool it was to see a teammate playing for the national team and just what that felt like when she walked on the pitch at Rio Tinto. It was just so cool because um, she was able to get her first cap and she was able to get it in Utah, which is a place where everyone loves BYU and obviously loves Ashley. And we're all just so happy for her because she's just such a humble girl and works so hard and she she just deserves it. And we were all going crazy. It was funny. Like the camera showed us. We all had our phones out and, and filming like Ashley Hatch and it came up on the board. But I think everyone was just so happy for her and it was really special that she was able to do, to do it in Utah. It was good to see you guys actually. The camera took a shot of her team. You know, so it, I mean, that's kind of a cool thing because professional soccer players, national team, they've kind of moved on to, you know, the next phase. But yet here still was the college life kind of being personified with you guys in the stands. It was a neat moment. Yeah, Ashley's definitely somebody that you just love and root for. And so seeing her out on the field, it's almost like we were hurt yeah. out with her on the field. Like, you know, like we've helped you. Yeah. So it was awesome. You just, Ashley's an incredible player and she, but at the end of the day, she's an awesome person. And so it makes it really easy for, to root for her and to want her to be successful. Now you get her back. Yeah, even better. <laughs> I know, we're like, hey, come back now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, it's that time of the segment where we, uh, it's pop quiz time for each of these two. And uh, this happens every week. <laughs> and with a lot of the girls we've had on, uh, they've played club together since they were like eight. And they, they've been lifelong buddies and friends. But you grew up in New Jersey. Yep. And you were growing up in Northern California. So they only got to know each other here at BYU. We're going to find out how well you might know each other a little bit here. Um, <laughs> you are to guess what the other might say with the answer to these multiple choice questions. There's really only two choices, it's either or. You guys ready for this? Yep. Okay, it's how well do you know your teammate? And sometimes it's really well and sometimes eh. <laughs> All right, um, Miranda has to play another sport. Okay. Will it be volleyball or basketball? I'd say basketball. Miranda? Basketball. That's correct, good. Uh, okay, uh, for Britt, she's gonna play another sport. It'll be volleyball or basketball? I'd say volleyball. I do like volleyball. I okay. like volleyball. We'll, 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 we'll give you one for one on this. <laughs> okay. All right, you're eating out. Two choices. Uh, Italian or Mexican, what will Miranda say? Oh, gosh. Um, Italian? Mexican. Mexican. I'll say Mexican. It was a quick change there, but we're going <laughs> to let that stand. Mexican, yes? Mexican. Okay, good. Okay, good. Nice clue on that one. And then uh, vice versa for Brit. Italian I'd or Mexican? say Mexican. I, I like Italian, too, but I also like Mexican. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of slide, slide on that Brit's one. Brit's from the East Coast. She's totally East Coast. she got to go Italian. She just, she'll never say that I got it wrong. I honestly never had Mexican food until I came to Utah. Yeah. So, but it's a newfound love. Like, my husband loves Mexican food, so I have to learn to cook it and eat at Cafe yeah. Rio. But growing up in Jersey, you probably had some Italian in your life. I did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, uh, it's Friday night. I know you guys are married, but still. It's Friday night. Are you going out or staying in? Uh, what's Miranda going to say? I would say staying in. Staying in. And what's Britt going to say? Staying in. Yeah. Okay, a couple homebodies, which is totally fine. Totally fine. Very responsible behavior. All right, uh, cold weather game. Gloves or bare hands? What's Miranda going to do? Oh, definitely gloves. <laughs> okay. California girl, very afraid of the cold. Okay, uh, Britt, gloves or bare hands? Um, I'd say gloves, yeah. Both gloves. Sensible stuff. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, favorite uniform this season, the all whites or the all blues? What's Miranda going to say? Ooh, all white? Yeah, all white. Pretty crisp. What's she going to say? All-white? Yeah, for we sure. We both like the yeah, all-whites. We all like awesome. the all-whites. Good job. Way to go, guys. You guys did very, very well. Uh, they grew up on separate coasts, and yet, you know, you'd never know it. All right. Way to go, you guys. You did well. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Thanks and good luck this weekend. Us. You bet. We'll see you on the road. Okay, we're back with Coach Rockwood next. It is Facebook Live with BYU Women's Soccer. We're back in a minute.
Welcome back for our final segment on Facebook Live with BYU Women's Soccer. I'm Greg Grubel, the head coach of the Cougars. Jen is back with us. I thought Miranda and Britt did a they're nice fun. job. Yeah, they're all fun. It's just fun to sit back and watch them on this show. It's There's just such great kids to be around. Yeah. I'm very lucky. And good to have kids that uh, are contributing uh, regardless of minutes played over the course of the season, when you put them in, you know you can trust them. Absolutely, they've they've done a great job, and they're gonna we're gonna need them for sure this weekend and, and for the future. So, uh, something we've spent a lot of time talking about is importance of accepting roles, even if you're not really happy with them, but you can still have a huge impact. Right. Uh, and uh, we're definitely gonna need them, and they've done such a great job uh, leadership-wise, both of them, uh, particularly uh, Miranda, who's you know one of our seniors. We have six amazing seniors this year, and she's just so, she just such a good job with the younger players she just she just brings them in and I know she cooks dinner for them <laughs> and just makes them feel welcome and she's just a great kid all right uh, every week at this point in the show we bring on uh, your questions for coach Rockwood to answer via social media everyone who makes it on the show we track you down and we make sure you get some soccer swag for your efforts so thanks for uh, submitting via Twitter Instagram and Facebook and let's get right to it uh, from Twitter uh, at Neskkaina uh, <laughs> asks, how hard does coach condition the girls and how ecstatic were you to see Ashley on the national team last week? So two very different questions. Yes. Um, how do we, uh, we don't do a lot of fitness once the season starts. Um, I've done it lots of different ways over my career, but I just found that if we expect the girls to come in better fit than they've ever been, um, then we don't have to spend extra time uh, pushing the body that way. And but spring can, and summer, you are working them hard, conditioning Extremely wise. hard, yes. um, extremely hard. I mean, that's something we take a lot of pride in is we want to expect to be more fit than any of our opponents. We feel like we have to based on our high pressure. Um, and so, uh, yes, we expect them to be fit, extremely fit. And they, they have to pass fitness tests, um, you know, before the, the preseason starts. And that's something they do all summer long. They spend a lot of time together here working out with our strength and conditioning coach. Um, and our, our team's very fit. And what's exciting is, is every year, especially with this group of seniors, you know, every year each girl individually has come back more fit than the previous year. So the culture is there for us. Mm -hmm. um, the younger girls know what the expectation is and we don't have to spend time we don't just run without the ball at our feet we do most all of our training with the ball and no just straight running once the season starts and you do play at altitude and mm -hmm. while you guys that's simply life for you I'm sure a lot of yeah. teams that aren't used to playing at altitude have that in their head when they come up that they're playing a really well-conditioned team that's mm -hmm. used to being in this stuff yeah I mean it's an advantage you know we play in 100 degree weather we can play in snow and rain at altitude so we feel like we're pretty prepared for most things yeah. Uh, as far as Ashley goes, yeah. that was just such an exciting experience. We were all there. Uh, I was right down. Uh, I wasn't on the field for warm-ups, but right next to the, the sideline. Um, got a little away from her, took some pictures, and then went right back down on the other side when she was getting ready to warm up. I kind of felt like a, like a proud parent almost. <laughs> right. uh, just so excited uh, for her and for our team and all of her teammates that helped her get there. But... Uh, uh, I thought she belonged there. I think she deserved that opportunity. Um, and uh, it's, it's just looking forward to what more she can do and, and hopefully some more opportunities that level yeah. uh, down the road. And she was back today at practice with yep. souvenirs. Yeah, they, she was really excited. She goes, Jen, you want to see my, my jersey? And because uh, she didn't know, we kept asking, if, you know, what are you going to keep? Do you get to keep mm -hmm. those cool jackets and the sweats? And they let her keep her uh, short sleeve and her long sleeve jersey uh, that had her number. She was 21. Right. It has hatch on it. So uh, those were the two big things that they let her keep uh, that have the USA right on. logo on it. So it's pretty exciting. we got to hold it up. And I guess she had a couple of her... Uh, 
her teammates got to try it on too, see what it felt like. That's awesome. So. All right, next question coming from at BYU Fanatics on Twitter. Uh, what is your favorite drill to help a defender in a 1v1 situation? Um, you know, we have to spend a lot of time of that at the beginning of the season. We have a lot of young players who come in who just don't know how to defend. Uh, we call it containing a lot, um, just staying low, moving your feet, watching, um, you know, making sure that you just keep yourself between uh, the attacking player and the goal. Mm -hmm. And and that just sounds so basic, but really that's what defending is. And, you know, if if... If you let the person get behind you or play the ball in and behind you, then you haven't done your job. So we focus a lot on individual responsibility and accountability in a 1v1 situation that also applies in a game. You know, you're always going to have 1v1 situations, whether you're on the attack or you're defending, uh, you know, all over the field. Mm -hmm. And so we do take a lot of pride in our team defense. Um, it's something that we... It's the first thing we talk about and make sure we're solid on. It's the first thing we do. Our first day of practice, we're doing defensive 1v1s and, and working on that Im important thing. I think that's one reason where we don't give up too many goals each year. Good. Uh, next up from uh, Facebook, Curtis Udall asks, has there been a more concentrated effort to balance shots inside and outside of the box? If so, what would you like that balance to look like? Yeah, so when we started the year, all of our focus was creating opportunities inside the box with all of the... The shots that we took last year, about 250 or so of them outside the box, we scored one in the run of play. And so we realized that we had to work the ball inside the box, create better opportunities. And so most all of our shots or goals that we had scored were inside the box. And then as we started evaluating it a couple weeks ago, I think some of the girls were turning down opportunities that, uh, of outside shots that they're capable of hitting. Um, and so we kind of went back and remembered, you know, we, to about 22 yards at the top of the D, the girls have to have the green light. And then Nadia goes and scores mm -hmm. her outside shot. And Busy in the same Busy game. scores her yeah. outside shot. And so we've been trying to focus more. I think our odds are much better inside the box. But at the same time, we have girls who are capable. Ashley, Busy, Paige, Elena, Nadia, all of them are capable of hitting shots from about that 22 foot uh, yard range. Uh, we don't want to uh, go much further than that just because the odds show that you just don't score consistently mm -hmm. from that range. So more inside the box, but also... Girls need to feel confident to pull the trigger when they feel it's good. And you did hit uh, the 40 goal plateau for the season. You're right at yeah. 40 on the year. And yeah. Now, yeah, it's just a number, but it's more than you had last year, certainly by a bunch already. Mm -hmm. And you want to, if 40s and 50s, you're, you're a great offensive team. Yeah, so, so 40 is a good number, um, but uh, if you look back, we've actually created. Um, more opportunities than any year so you know we felt like we probably should have a few more goals at san diego a few more goals um you know even when we played santa clara and obviously pepperdine so we still have a lot of room to improve but we have become a better scoring team than we were last year and we just are keep trying to push that envelope a little bit more you love to see the assist number greater than the goals number yes. and it's 43 assists on 40 goals okay uh simon crosette from facebook how is Taylor so fast after her surgery? And I would say surgeries. Yes. Uh, plural. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. And then, have you ever had any players besides Ashley get called up while on your team? Let's hit both of those. Yeah, so only Alicia to the full national team. We've had girls go to a U23 camp or a U20 camp, um, and Lizzie participated in a U19 camp uh, right before. But as far as during the season, Alicia's the only one. When she was a player, the same scenario arose. She got called up for the full team in Chicago. She played at Soldier Field. We were at Northwestern. So as a team, we got to go see Ash, uh, Alicia suit up. She started for the full national team against Germany. So that was the last experience we'd had. And then to have that with Ashley again, that was 
um, pretty dang exciting. And then with Taylor having gone through mm -hmm. multiple ACLs, I think, right? Yeah, she's had three, I think, or two or three, who knows, but a lot. Um, you know, she's just worked extremely hard uh, to get back. And um, she's pretty sore after games. And like even today she sat out. She typically has to take a Monday off mm -hmm. um, after a, a tough weekend of running. Um, and so we've had to kind of manage things that way. Um, but so often it's confidence that uh, it's, it's really interesting as a coach to kind of sit back and, and you know, you think of running is such a physical thing, but I've also found that as the kids uh, earn and, and, and work with and play with more confidence, they actually get faster. Taylor is playing the best of her career right now. She is one of the main reasons why our defense is so solid. Um, she doesn't get a ton of credit uh, when you throw out the names, like mm -hmm. the Ashleys and the Murphys and the Nadias. But I tell you what, we couldn't miss a game without Taylor and be the team that we are. Uh, she's so valuable, and she's faster right now um, than she's ever been just because she's playing um, with a lot of confidence because she's earned it, and she's had a lot of success. Her teammates all have a lot of confidence in her. She's our leader out there, and I just can't say enough great things about her. You get her back for one more year. Yes, That's absolutely. Uh, her and Danica together, hopefully, for yeah. a whole other year. Uh, last one from Jay Roundsville on, mm -hmm. at Jay Roundsville on Twitter. How much does the high RPI impact a possible seed in the NCAA tournament, and doesn't a number four RPI reflect a one seed right now, possibly? Um, I think it possibly does. Um, the, the thing uh, that we're going to run into now is our last three games, our opponent's RPI is extremely high. Or and low, in, is how you want to look at it. Or yeah. low, however you, yeah. Yeah, however you look at it. And so... Um, you know, when other people are projecting maybe us being a three or four seed, I think they're foreseeing that. We just don't know. Um, it could dip a little bit here. It in could dip, and, it, and it's proven to dip over the years. The same thing happened to us the last couple years when we were a top 10, top 15 RPI and went into conference, still won the conference, but saw our RPI drop because if as you beat teams with, with the weaker RPIs, even when you win, you can go down, where a lot of times if you lose to a great RPI team, you go up. So, you know, LMU went up after they lost to us. Um, uh, San Diego, their RPI went up even though they lost to us. And so now that we're going to go and if we beat um, St. Mary's, there's a, there's a chance based on where RPI is right, right now that we might go down. So, so we don't know about that. We, we think we have enough top 50 uh, RPI wins to potentially justify our one or a two seed, which is what we need to play some home games. That gets you hosting into the second weekend, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, three and four doesn't really do you any good. It, it, we're not really protected just because the strength of the West. I mean, who do you protect uh, in the West if you've right. got Stanford and UCLA and USC and us and, you know, all these other – Cal and, and these teams that are doing so well. No one's really protected. So Even, it's realistic, though, yeah. to still be shooting for a top two seed, though, isn't it? Yes, I, mean, I definitely yeah. think so. I definitely think so. I mean, again, we have, a, we have more top 50 RPI wins than we've had in, I think, even the year um, that we were a one seed. Mm -hmm. The issue right now is we don't have a top 10 win with a couple of the teams that we, we've beaten have done well, but they're not a top right. 10 RPI. So that might be uh, taken in consideration as well. But we're, we're shooting for a one or two, no question. Right. We would love to have a chance to play one or two home games. Right. All right. Uh, thanks for the questions. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap up the show with a quick look at the conference standings, at mm -hmm. least near the top. And set up the weekend. Um, of the 10 WCC teams, six are already out of conference title contention mathematically. Right. Four stay in it. Of the four, 
three, two, maybe realistically have shots at the league title. Um, Santa Clara and LMU with a second loss already, it's going to be hard mm -hmm. uh, for them. You're the one team that can still threaten Pepperdine because you've got only one loss and they've yet to lose. So mm -hmm. really, of the four mathematical teams, two are really looking at a chance for the title, and that's Pepperdine and BYU, right? Uh, yeah, and um, you know Pepperdine's in uh, control of their own destiny, uh, where we have to you know make sure we take care of business. We still have three games. They just have LMU and Pepperdine just have two games left in their season. Yeah, the game but they, yeah. yeah, but they play against each other. That's the big and, one this Saturday. And that's a big one. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot riding on that for sure for, for both teams, for LMU, for NCAA potential. They're kind of, they've got a great RPI right now. But again, if you don't get the result, you don't know how much you're dropping if you'll be a bubble team. So uh, other than just the normal competitiveness that, that everybody has, there, there's a lot riding on that game. Um, and obviously for us, everything rides on every game we play. So, you know, we just have to not worry too much about that. Try right. not to follow it too much because nothing matters unless we take care of uh, our business. The important thing for BYU is win out, basically, mm -hmm. at this point. You are yes. playing 8, 9, and 10, and so you'll be favored to do just that. Mm -hmm. If you get the three results you want, you need Pepperdine to lose a game or draw two in their final two. Mm -hmm. And with LMU playing at their place this Saturday, that's the one you maybe kind of cross the fingers on hope. So we'll see what happens this yeah. weekend. But as far as you're concerned, just keep on getting three points, right? Just get our three points. Um, tough, tough matchup to go on the road for two two big games uh, after both teams have got some big wins this weekend, this past weekend. But um, pretty confident uh, with our girls and how well we're playing. Uh, we played great without, you know, one of the top goal scorers in the country. We still played amazingly well. Like I said, led by, um, you know, Murphy, uh, Lena, Busy, and Taylor. You know, Hannah's doing a great job in goal. And you know, now we get Ashley back. And uh, I think it's going to be hard to, to slow us down this weekend. Okay, a couple of West Coast matinees uh, this weekend. Thursday at St. Mary's, then Friday, uh, Saturday at Pacific. Uh, both games on the radio. I'll have the Thursday game. Robbie Bolo will check in for the game Saturday while I stick with basketball on the weekend. So I'll get one of the two. You'll have both on the radio. And uh, Coach, good luck in getting... Uh, uh, two results uh, that you want, which is three points in each, yep. and we'll do this again next week. Okay, thanks, Greg. All right, for Jen Rockwood, I'm Greg Rubel. Thanks for tuning in to Facebook Live with BYU Women's Soccer. We'll talk to you next week.